And now, live from Level 5 Productions on the island of Milleronia, it's The Larry Miller Show! Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, and everyone who's always had a gift so good it makes you cry. Hi, folks, and welcome back to The Larry Miller Show. I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And boy, oh boy, I got a great gift like that, and I want to tell you about it, but not now. And it's beautiful here. It's so nice. We're not back on Milleronia yet. Because I still have, uh, well, our youngest son is still staying with us. And, oh, it's just great to have him here and uh, and write and talk to his older brother, who's uh, deployed on duty around the world. It is uh, about around the world, too. And uh, it's just gorgeous here. I'm looking forward to a while. I'm always looking forward to being back on Milleronia, and so is the colonel. But we're here in our studio at Stately Miller Manor. And uh, with Ozzy, the dog, who's in on the floor of our studio, and my wife took, uh, well, our other dog, his uh, younger sister Maggie, upstairs. And Maggie, uh, Maggie's a good girl and always looks at Colonel Jeff when he comes in like, so can I kill him? And to her, of course, that's just playing. But uh, I think once you're dead, it's not playing to you. But uh, in any case, though, it's it's a gorgeous day, and there's oh so much to tell you. And as always also, the music makes me feel so good. And the Colonel, too. That's, of course, the Milton Miller Orchestra and the Marion Miller Dancers, featuring boy tenor Patrick Joseph asking the musical question, I know his name is Larry Miller, but has he ever actually done any milling? Wow. Good question, Patrick. And first of all, what in the world is milling? I uh, I didn't know when I asked the colonel that, and he knew uh, that it's, for instance, you take grains and seed and ground them up. That's one. I mean, that's that's milling. And coffee beans you grind up. Yes, that's, uh, that's milling. And wood may be the uh, most common one, and that's pretty well known. Uh, you know, wood, yeah, you take a big tree trunk and saw off the bark and cut the tree into lumber. All right, so with all of that, have I, have I done any of that? No, I have not. That's the long and the short of it. I haven't so far, and to be honest, it's not on my day planner for the next two years. So I don't know if that's going to come up anytime soon. So good question for Patrick Joseph. Uh, you know, that uh, he wondered, I know his name is Larry Miller, but has he ever actually done any milling? No, I haven't. So I am Larry Miller, but not Larry the Miller. And uh, today, by the way, at the Colonel's urging, and it's a good idea, I used my mother and father in our introduction, the Milton Miller Orchestra and the Marion Miller Dancers. They've passed on now for quite some time. But I think of them often and talk to them every day. And if that sounds crazy to you, I just say, uh, try it. If you haven't tried it, 
with a loved one because, well, they're there and they're smiling and they're waiting for you to call up and say, so how's everything going? Or thank you for keeping an eye on our kids for this and that. Uh, so in any case, though, it, it means a lot. And yes, in passing from Father's Day, uh, going a few days past that, boy, uh, and Mother's Day too, my, my mom, God bless her, the best mom anyone ever had. And, uh, my dad too, boy, they worked so hard. They were perfect for each other. And, uh, well, I'll just tell you that on their first date, they went uh, dancing. They're both from Brooklyn and, uh, they went dancing. And then to get a bite at uh, an outdoor hamburger place in Brooklyn. And as my mother loves to say, that uh, they both got a hamburger and they're sitting at a table there, a round table with iron chairs outdoors in Brooklyn. And uh, my dad, as my mother tells the story, my dad uh, asked for and got a, a slice of onion on his burger. Those were the days also when you didn't get 20 things on a hamburger. You got the hamburger. And uh, on the bun, and you know, there was some ketchup there, and so you could put that on. And my dad got a slice of onion, and this wasn't a, a shy slice. It was this was a slice. It wasn't you, you know it was well almost a quarter inch thick. I mean, it would, this was a slice, a full slice of onion. And my mom looked at him and uh, said to herself, you know, uh, she smiled at him and said, "Oh, so." Uh, you like you like onions? He says, I love onions. And this is their first date. He said, I just love onions. Nothing better on a hamburger than an onion. And uh, my mom said she was thinking, I don't know if this guy is planning on trying to kiss me tonight, but he'd better change his dessert menu if he has that in, in mind. But God bless them both. It worked out really well for them. And they were a great married couple and a great mommy and daddy. And oh boy, I got, uh, I used to cook for my mom on Mother's Day and uh, in the kitchen, in our kitchen in the house. And it was never very good, but no one was ever dead. No one was killed from my food. And uh, I remember, and it's true, I would walk and wake her up early uh, on Mother's Day, which is stupid anyway. You know, why wake her up? You know, the, the poor thing is finally sleeping. Leave her alone. But I'd say, hi, Mom, happy Mother's Day. And, you know, you don't have to get out of bed today. Today, you know, I'll cook for you and uh, me and my sister. And, and then, but I'm going to be the, the head chef and I'm going to cook for you. And I remember she'd always say, oh, please, no, honey, don't, don't ever, don't. Because it takes me the whole next year to clean the kitchen till next Mother's Day. But uh, those were great days. And then for my dad, I always got him Old Spice for Father's Day. Old Spice. But I mean, when I say always, I mean always. Every year, Old Spice. And I just thought that was a good gift. He didn't use Old Spice, by the way. That wasn't his brand of aftershave. He'd just shave in the morning before going to work and put on, well, whatever he got at the discount store or the drugstore. He didn't really care. Aqua Velva or Menin Bracer or something. And uh, it was it's fine with him or nothing. But I got him Old Spice. We had so much Old Spice that I had given him in our house, in the in a closet in the pantry. There, it was like it was on a an electric belt, just going shelf to shelf, just in a circle that you could see. 
There were that many bottles of Old Spice. Never soap on a rope, never other products, but just always Old Spice. But God bless them. They he deserved it, and they, they both did that. And as I said, you know what? Give it a try. If uh, someone you really care about, someone you love, uh, a parent, a family member, a friend has passed on now, give them a, give them a hello every so often. Look up and say, you know what? I miss you, and I'm glad we were here together. And by the Larry Miller Store. That's right, the Larry Miller Store. Oh, boy, we have just some great products there. I'm so proud of the Larry Miller Store. And uh, by the way, we have three T-shirt designs, and they're just great. The LMDS that says the... uh, the Larry Miller Drinking Society on one T-shirt. And by the way, they come in for uh, men and women in sizes and doggies. We have a doggy size. And uh, by the way, that's right for ladies and gentlemen, as the colonel likes to say. And uh, that's one design, though, the Larry Miller Drinking Society. Then our second model says, keep calm and Larry on. And I'm very proud of that one, too. It comes from a good source. And that comes from England in World War II, when they were really, well, really getting snookered by the Nazis there and bombed all the time in the Battle of Britain. But they won. They survived, and that was their motto, and that was that put on posters, keep calm and carry on. And that, you know what? That's a pretty good slogan, I think. So, uh, and also, uh, the third model of T-shirt we have is, I survived volcano number two, and all I got was this lousy (laughs) T-shirt. So you know what? Go to our website. That's how you get to the Larry Miller store, okay? Sure, you can get there seven or eight different ways, but go to our website, which is LarryMillerPodcast.com. Who's on the mountain? Tom Mix. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was me, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that's so funny. It's almost pathetic, to be honest. And <laughs> But that was Colonel Jeff's idea, and I think he always gets good ideas. And uh, so, you know what? Go to the Larry Miller store and order some. Oh, we have all sorts of stuff there. And that brings me to my favorite part of the show, the joke of the week. That's right, the joke of the week. It's still a great gift to pass on to people you like, to you. And uh, if you like these jokes, I always say, and it's the truth, then you pass it on to a family member, a friend, and uh, someone you care about. And uh, this is a pretty good joke. The Colonel and I both like this one. A guy goes on vacation for two weeks. And he's been planning this sort of thing. He's alone. He's not married yet. And he decides, well, I want to go on a nice vacation. And he leaves his cat with his brother back home, of course. And uh, But uh, you got to take care of your cat. So he leaves it with his brother. And he goes, whoa, far and wide, thousands and thousands of miles away. And uh, after about five or six days, he calls home to his brother, to his brother's house. And just to check in, and his brother says, oh, hi, uh, how's everything there? Oh, fine, good, I am uh, I like it here a lot. I'm glad I took this trip. And oh, how's everything back there? I uh, 
How's uh, how's my cat doing? And his brother says, well, she's dead. And the, the fellow says, well, what, what, how could you say something like that? What are you do? What are you doing? What are you talking about? And I'm I'm away at thousands of miles. I can't just come come back. I can't. Oh Lord! And what are you? Plus, how could you say it like that? You just say like, "Well, she's dead." Don't ever say something like that again. That if if you have bad news like that, say it a little in a, in a little uh, gentler way or something. You know that more poetic. Just say, "Well, you know what? The by the way, I should tell you that uh, your cat got up on the roof and she was trapped on the roof and we couldn't get her down and uh, we tried and tried and tried." And then eventually we kind of got hold of her with a broomstick and she, she, well, she fell off and, uh, and she, she hit the ground there and, it, and it killed her. Say something like that. And, uh, his brother says, okay, okay, I got you. I'm sorry. And then the guy says, uh, so, uh, so how's mom? How's our mother doing? And his brother says, she's trapped on the roof and we can't get her down. <laughs> that's a pretty good joke and uh i hope you think so too so do that though pass it on if you like that <laughs> yeah find a nicer way to say things right that reminds me of a joke i just realized it reminded me of a joke i'm just going to tell you quickly now the uh uh the uh on a on a marine base the uh, sergeant, the the uh, gun gunny sergeant, the uh, drill instructor is called in from his platoon to the commanding officer, and the commanding officer says, uh, "All right, now, sergeant, uh, your man Johnson, one of your fellows there, is uh, just uh, has, has has had his parents killed. They were killed in a car crash, and he doesn't know about it yet. So uh, I'm telling you, and you could tell him, and take it easy because he's." Uh, He's a little sensitive, and uh, we don't want him to go crazy there. The sergeant says, yes, sir, and goes back to his uh, hut there where the whole platoon is, and he calls the men out for formation, and they all come running out, and the Marines, and they do it neatly, and they do it fast and strong, and they're all on the line there, all at attention, and the sergeant says to them, uh, all right now, men, uh, first of all, all of you, with two living parents, take one step forward. Not so fast, Johnson. <laughs> that's a that's a pretty good good joke too. Well, thanks, Sergeant. That was, you certainly found a better way to break that news. And uh, that brings me to my second favorite part of the show: the poetry corner. Beautiful as always, that string quartet really knows how to do what they know how to do. And uh, this is a good poem, a terrific poem. It's by the wonderful Edgar Albert Guest, and I've read from him before. He was born in England but grew up in America here, lived from 1881 to 1959, and was known as the People's Poet. And there's a reason. He's very good, and uh, this one giving with the same theme and staying with that 
This is a, a poem of his called Father by Edgar Albert Guest. My father knows the proper way the nation should be run. He tells us children every day just what should now be done. He knows the way to fix the trusts. He has a simple plan. But if the furnace needs repairs, we have to hire a man. My father in a day or two could land big thieves in jail. There's nothing that he cannot do. He knows no word like fail. Our confidence he would restore. Of that there is no doubt. But if there is a chair to mend, we have to send it out. All public questions that arise, he settles on the spot. He waits not till the tumult dies, but grabs it while it's hot. In matters of finance, he can tell Congress what to do. But, oh, he finds it hard to meet his bills as they fall due. It almost makes him sick to read the things lawmakers say. Why, father's just the man they need. He never goes astray. All wars he'd very quickly end, as fast as I can write it. But when a neighbor starts a fuss, tis mother has to fight it. In conversation, father can do many wondrous things. He's built upon a wiser plan than presidents or kings. He knows the ins and outs of each and every deep transaction— we look to him for theories, but look to Ma for action. Isn't that good? That's fun, and it has a lot of wit to it, too, by the way. It's a fun, it, it has good humor, but it tells a good story about Dad and all dads, and I'm sure yours, too, and mine, and finest men in the world. And uh, sure, it's, well, at a certain point, though, when, well, the electricity has to be fixed or the washing machine is on the fritz and needs someone to get in there and get in the back of it there and rewire it and, well, all sorts of things. And, uh, well, no, Dad was always going to try. He was always going to do everything, but he was a hard worker at his work and he was great to be with. He was good in everything, but you probably didn't want him to do anything nuclear. And that makes me smile, though. We never regretted it, but, well, that's that was kind of the truth of it. And uh, I hope for you, too, as well. Thank you to El Edgar Albert Guest for a great poem called Father. And that brings me to my third favorite part of the show, The Magic Movie Moment. This is a very good movie, and a very, very, very good movie. It's from 1999 called Ten Things I Hate About You. And it's got a great director and a great cast, and I'm in it. I'm part of that cast. And uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is directed by Gil Younger, starring, well, Julia Stiles, Heath Ledger, Larissa Olenek, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and me, and so many others, and was shot in Tacoma, Washington. And uh, this family, well, 
Their mother, his wife, ran off, and he didn't. He stayed, and he'd never run off. He's a very, very good father, and he loves his two daughters very much. And they're at the age when they, well, they're growing into young women, and they want to be different from what he knows how to do. And one of the things he knows how to do is, well, to be a little strict, he's uh, he's an uh, well, he's a baby doctor. He's a surgeon and an ophthalmologist. Is that 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 the word for it? Uh, but uh, or is that making sure the the baby has good eyes? Uh, in any case, but he's he works. He has his private practice with, for for babies and pregnant women, and uh, works in the hospital as a surgeon. And he's there also. He loves his daughters very much. And he, now that they want to go out with boys, he would just as soon put them in jail. He's one of those dads. And uh, one of his one of his little well, tactics is he has a fake pregnancy belly. And it's a big, well, it's a big pregnancy belly, and you can strap it on, and he does, on his daughters. And he says, as soon as they talk about, well, I want to go to the problem with this, and I want to do that. And I want to, you know, Billy has asked me out on a date. He just said, all right, come here. Come over here. First of all, put this on right now. And he put, they don't want to do that, but he insists. He says, you know where I am all day? I'm getting my hands. I'm taking care of all girls. And a lot of them aren't married and they're pregnant and they're trying to have a baby. And he puts this belly on them and they, oh, they really don't like doing it. But he said, now you remember that while you're wearing that thing, you remember that. If you're ever in a hallway with one of those boys at school and you're walking to your locker or anywhere, doesn't matter. And uh, it's a pretty good bit and a funny bit, me in the pregnancy belly scenes. And uh, yes, I know, by the way, even as a man and a dad myself, you, yes, you look crazy when you do that. And this guy certainly looked crazy. But I'll tell you what, folks, every father... I ever ran into who saw that movie told me I reminded them of themselves. And I mean, every father, they said, you know what? That pregnancy belly, good idea. I've, I've wanted to do something like that. I think I might just look for something like that and try and get it in a pregnancy store or something. And, uh, they weren't kidding. They smiled. They laughed. They enjoyed the movie. They liked me in it and they liked everyone in the cast in it. But you know what? They uh, they got a, they thought that pregnancy belly was smart, and I uh, I remember thinking I wasn't married right then, and I remember thinking though, boy, one of us is crazy, buddy, and I think it may be you. In any case, it's a terrific movie. It was a good TV show too, and I was in that as well, but uh, playing the daddy. And uh, you know what, though, folks, because the, the truth is, what will you do to protect your kids, to give them everything they want, frankly? And, you know, why the heck not? And, you know, I, uh, for instance, after we do the show today, well, I made an appointment yesterday for our younger son. Uh, my wife told me he needs an appointment with the dentist. Now that he's home from college, his first year in college, she said, do me a favor, give him a buzz tomorrow. And I did. I called them yesterday. And uh, yesterday afternoon, 
And you know what, folks? There's a good lesson in this because I got him an appointment for 3.30 today. So after Colonel Jeff and I do the show, well, I'm going to wake him up and make him breakfast in bed after our show here. And I know that sounds, it doesn't sound like much to you, but it is to me. I've got, well, orange juice. And I, I like bringing all my wife or my kids breakfast in bed. And it makes me feel good. I can make a good breakfast. I may not be good on fancy dishes, but I think I'm, I think I'm a firecracker on eggs. And uh, in fact, that may not be a bad idea, actually. Put firecrackers in the eggs. Hold on. Yeah. I just looked at the dog. He didn't look up, you know, so I think, I think we're okay there. But you know what? It's really wonderful. I'm going to, I'm going to make him breakfast. And, uh, cause he goes out usually at night. He goes over to his friend Gino's house and, uh, friend from high school. And they, oh, they sit there and carouse, talk about girls and just, uh, they're, they're good people. We love his parents. They're, we knew them from little league days and, uh, then, uh, junior high baseball days and, and varsity and, uh, and high school. And, uh, so you know what? He goes out there and he comes back. He leaves here about 7.30 or 8 and comes back, well, sometimes late, you know, 1 or 2 in the morning or later. And that's okay with me. And my wife is asleep, and she she knows he's he's entitled to do that. And of course he is. I feel the same way. But that hello he gives me when he comes in is worth a million dollars right there, folks. And I hope that kind of thing is to you, too. And uh, so I'm going to make him breakfast in bed after our show. And uh, I think he'll probably be up already, just in bed and uh, playing on his laptop there. And after that, he'll jump in the shower. And so will I. We'll get all scrubbed up. And then I'm going to take him to the dentist. And there, there's a good lesson about getting that appointment for today. Because I just called yesterday. And I, you can't just make an appointment the day before these uh these folks are busy a good dentist is uh especially for kids little kids big kids middle kids and and uh i called there and they know us and they have them down on their records there and our other son too and and i she said okay let's make an appointment it could be and i realized of course it could be a week uh, next week or two weeks three weeks five weeks could be more and uh, you know what, folks? I said, just on a whim, I said to her, you know, this is probably crazy to ask, but do you happen to have anything tomorrow afternoon around 2, 3, or 4? And just to take a chance, you know? And she said, hold on a second. And she came back. It took about a minute or two, which is a long time on the phone. And she came back and said, How's 3.30 tomorrow? And I said, wow, how's, thank you, yes. And uh, that, I, and I remember I told that to my son too, and I told that to the colonel just before. There's a good lesson in that. Always ask. You never know. Sure, it's a little crazy while a good dentist or a good doctor isn't going to have something just the next day sitting there waiting for you, but this one did. And the uh, the woman who runs the, uh, well, all the times and all the schedules and all, everything there is the perfect one to ask. Why the heck not, folks? 
That's a good theme for all of us here. Always ask. You never know. And so do that yourselves because uh, breakfast in bed. And by the way, try that yourselves too. It makes someone very happy when you make a nice breakfast in bed. And uh, everything about him makes me happy. And the other, our other son too. That means a lot to me. That that hello when he comes in at night. Well, I, you know, look up and say thank you, and you look at him and his little smile, and then we uh, then he goes in, brushes teeth, and gets ready for bed. And uh, I like that, by the way, better. I don't. He and his older brother have some old Sports Illustrated swimsuit issues from their high school days. The truth is. I don't need to flip through those while I'm waiting for him. It's just wonderful to know you're waiting for someone. And what's better than that? Good Lord. He got me a gift for Father's Day that actually, well, it was really something. And uh, I, I saw a couple of quotes from Father's Day. And I know we're a few days after that, but... Uh, just yesterday, I was looking in the, on the internet, and they had famous Father's Day quotes, and one really struck me. It said that uh, when a father gives to his son, they both laugh, but when a son gives to his father, they both cry. And I thought, well, that is beautiful. It sure is true. And why wouldn't it be? It was written by William Shakespeare. And isn't that nice, though? And uh, nice and true. Do something good, by the way, because I, by the way, this is in the the realm of yesterday. No, two days ago, uh, here back in our home area where Stately Miller Manor is, I went to a clinic. I've been going to a couple of days a week, a few days a week. And they have physical training and mental training to, you know, how to use, how are you speaking? How are you getting words? And all oh, that's very important to me. And these folks are terrific over there. But afterwards, I always, by then it's lunchtime. So I always on the way home, always stop somewhere for a good meal or at least a decent meal. And on the way home, Two days ago, I decided to stop at Marie Callender's, which is a terrific place. They have a bunch of them. I assume they're around the country, too. And, uh, boy, Marie Callender's and my wife and I used to take our kids when they were little uh, there, and and they, they liked it, too. And they make very, very good food. And I said, why the heck? Another why the heck not? And I pulled in there to Marie Callender's. They're not a sponsor, by the way, but I just like promoting a a good group like that. And I walked in, let's see, that was about, uh, that was about one o'clock. And I said, you know, gave the menu, the nice waitress came over and uh, I saw right away on the menu, the steamed salmon and uh, steamed vegetables with it. And I thought, you know what? That's a smart lunch. I'm going to get that because that's the, that's the key folks. That's the trick. Get something smart. Sure, we can all get something stupid. I've done that. You've done that. We all do it. But you know what? Stop being stupid and start being smart. So I said to her, you know what? I will. Let me have, please, the steamed salmon 
And with the vegetables there, that are those are steamed too? And she said, yes. She said, it's good. I like that one. She said, I think you're going to like that. And she said, uh, would you like anything with that? Like a soda, a Coke, or a... And, uh, Arnold Palmer, I've been drinking a lot of last year or so. But the truth is, folks, those are no good for you either. As much as I love them, they're all sugar and caffeine, and I just shouldn't be having that. And probably you shouldn't either. And sure, with Arnold Palmer's, yeah, you can have five of them because they're delicious. It's just iced tea and lemonade. Who doesn't like that? And they called Arnold Palmer because he loved them. He invented that. And uh, and he deserved whatever he wanted to, to drink there. So you don't have to get loaded. You don't have to have liquor. You can have iced tea and lemonade. Or a cold Coke with lots of ice. But you know what? I said, no, thank you. That's okay. And she said, well, that's fine. Okay, do you want uh, with that? Do you want uh, blueberry uh, bread or uh, or what was the the other thing she said? You know, you want biscuits with that or something? I said, no, thank you. No breads. Uh, but thank you for saying it. She said, I've got you. You know, I, I know what you're doing. She said, that's pretty good. And I said, yes, I'm uh, trying to be a little smarter and eat better. And I, I think your restaurant here, Marie Calendar, is the best place to do it. And uh, she said, okay, uh, nothing else there. And uh, I said, you know, and I just glanced at the menu and I saw their chili section. And I thought, well, you know what? Oh, that's the smartest steamed salmon. It's pretty good. And I said, you know what? Just uh, bring me a cup of chili, please. Just a just a cup, not a giant punch bowl of chili. Just a, a cup of chili. And she said, "I've got you. I know just how to do it. You'll you'll be happy you got that." And I said, "Good. Thank you very much." And she said, uh, "What kind of dressing do you want on your salad?" And I didn't know I was getting a salad, but all right, that's pretty good. Salad's always smart too. And I said, "Well," and she went through the dressings, and I got uh, blue cheese. And I said, well, that's a pretty sizable lunch there, but that's all right. And she brought the salad and the chili to start a couple of minutes later. And they looked wonderful. And by the way, Marie Callender's makes good food. That salad was terrific. And I mean fresh. And I don't mean sitting there in a salad bar. And I don't mean limp or, you know, I mean it was crisp and wet and cold and the lettuce and cucumbers, each one was cut fresh, and some mushrooms and a couple of chickpeas on there, and some onion and uh, with the under the dressing. It was a great salad. And then I took a big spoonful of that chili. It was terrific. And they had a, a little cup of sliced onions there, onion chips, and I put those on. And the well, you know, the cheese thing they also put in a cup on the side there. That uh, that's cut up cheese and that they put in strings, they grind it or something. And I put that on too. I poured that on too. And they had some sour cream. You can put on that too. I put that on too. And I had a couple of more spoonfuls of that. It was terrific. It was wonderful. I ate that salad, folks, and I ate that chili, and I was happy I was there. Now, at that point, of course, you realize lunch. I think I just had lunch. I don't think I need a big plate of uh, of a giant piece of salmon and a bunch of vegetables. And But all right, you're there. And uh, uh, so she took my other stuff away and brought the 
well, the salmon, the main course, as it were. And it looked terrific. And she said, do you want anything to drink with that? And I said, yes, please. Give me a, a big glass of skim milk. And I tore into that, and the, this very good-looking piece of salmon was on a bed of rice with some kind of glaze on it and the vegetables. And I'm telling you that I I had a bite or two and thought, well, I at least have to have a bite or two. I could take the rest home. But you know what? I had a bite or two, and then I had a bite or two more. And then I had some vegetables, and then I drank some of the skim milk. And then you know, I had the rice was terrific, all fresh, by the way, and all just just right. And I mean, I had about 80% of that main course. And I had already had my main course of the chili and the salad. But, well, holy mackerel, I, I had that salmon too. And I thought, whoa, whoa, wow. That's a pretty good lunch. That's a big lunch, folks. And then she said, uh, well, she came on. She said, uh, Ooh, do you want uh, anything else? And I said, uh, no, thank you. You know what? Uh... And she said, anything for dessert? Did you have, do you have any room left for ice cream? I said, no, I shouldn't have any of that. No, thank you, but no. And then I thought, well, I'm in Marie Callender's. And I thought, uh, I said, do you have any pie? And then I realized, of course you do. This is Marie Callender's. And I, I thought, boy, I sure like cherry pie. Maybe it wouldn't be too crazy. To, I said, please bring me a piece of cherry pie. And she smiled again and filled up my skim milk again and brought me a great piece of cherry pie. Not small, by the way. It was a big piece of cherry pie. I like cherry pie. And uh, around, by the way, on the plate, not a small plate either. There were four, well, flowers of whipped cream. And it wasn't like Cool Whip that you get that everyone has in the house for Thanksgiving or something. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. This was homemade. They make in the place. They're in the restaurant. Whipped cream. I've never had anything better. I took a bite of that pie with my pie fork, and that was terrific. And then uh, scooped up some whipped cream with the same fork, and that was terrific. I mean, I I don't think I've ever had a better lunch than like this. I'm sitting here alone, not with any of my loved ones, not with any friends, but folks. I was so happy with that lunch, and it was beyond filling. I mean, you you really kind of stuff yourself there, but not bad. I didn't feel bad, and she came over at the end, and I had gone through the pie and the whipped cream and the milk. She said, with a smile, she said, okay, anything else? I said, you know what? Do it all again. The whole thing, the whole mess, just bring everything again, another entire meal like that, but do me a favor, for this time for the cherry pie, uh, bring the whole pie. Nothing, uh, not just a piece of pie. And she was laughing, and then I said, I'm just te teasing. You know, that was great. But folks, that's a lesson, too, that every so often, well, I felt terrific. Yes, I had worked out before going there and had great uh, sessions at that clinic. But sure, every so often... Go a little crazy when you're on your own and get something you want to eat. That's not such a bad meal. 
It was three bad meals, but I mean, no, it wasn't. It was Marie Callens, and they do a great job. And whew, I went to their washroom there and washed up. Why not? You got to wash off some of that whipped cream. And I walked out doing that sort of wide step Frankenstein walk. And I got to the car and sat down and <sighs> wonderful. Then go home. And see my wife, and uh, see at that point uh, my son who wasn't sleeping anymore and could use some breakfast. But you know what I told him? I said, honey, this is, uh, you're going to have to make your own breakfast today. I just had lunch out at Marie Callender's, and I think I need to just whew, brush my teeth and get into bed and take my sneakers off and see how that pillow feels. And folks, it felt pretty good. So you know what? That's I know that. And you do too. Nothing wrong with knowing the things we really want. And you and I have that in common. As we, as we all know, Homer is Homer and Pluto is a planet. So be good to yourselves, folks. And remember your dad on Father's Day. And remember your mom on Mother's Day. So remember, as always, if you walked out of bed today and had a job to go to and a home to come back to and someone there who cares about you, folks, the game's over and you've won. Be well, and we'll see you here next time. <laughs>